Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. Jordan, do you remember uh, the phrase penguin in the pants? Oh, yeah, sure. This is an, this is a, an early Jordan, Jesse Go chestnut. Um this must have been a decade ago now, maybe even more. We, God, we were so young. We were so uh, young. All we could talk about was marbles and uh, <laughs> jacks. jacks. <laughs> Get, yeah. tricking, tricking kids into whitewashing the fence for us. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Running hula hoops down the street with a stick. We were kissing each other's boo-boos. Yep. Uh, it was, okay, so a penguin in the pants was... Right, yeah. In the early days of the momentous occasion... Someone called in this momentous occasion that seemed too good to be true. It involved right. someone stuffing a penguin into their pants in the zoo. To steal it, I think? I think to steal it or... Some sort of penguin smuggling Or to teach it operation. a lesson. Yeah. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> right. And we thought this was pretty remarkable. Right. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, and I think I think we we don't our beloved segment momentous occasions where people call in and talk about something momentous that happened to them. We don't do any kind of fact checking. Um, we just you know no. we 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 assume the we goodness did, in the hearts of man. We did from like I'm trying to think. It was like 2018, 16 to 18 when the New Yorker was distributing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a fact checker on staff, but right. since then we haven't done any fact checking. Previously, we did not do any fact checking, and it turned out that this penguin in the pants story was a, a falsehood. It was an right. urban legend being repeated as though it were a personal experience, and that led us to make a rule that there was not to be any penguins in the pants on our program. Right, uh, which is to say that. That we really had to believe that you were actually talking about yourself and not just telling tales out of school, so to speak. Right. Now that I think has has stood us in good stead, um, in the sense that we have no reason to believe that anyone has ever called in and, and lied to the show since. Um, and again, when we were with the New Yorker, we had that nice woman calling and checking for us, checking all the facts for us. And the show was called we'll Shouts call, and Murmurs for the first five years. Yeah. We oft also, we tip, we often call the reference desk at the New York Public Library just to check in <laughs> on whether this was really someone's right. first threesome. I just like uh, to call in and ask how the microfiche is doing. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You've reached the microfilm department. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you transfer me? Yeah. It's a different... Slightly different. Okay, so Super Mikey, very long time Max Fun Jordan Jesse Go fan uh, and Redditor, posted on Reddit the closest thing that has ever really happened to a penguin in the pants, which is in Bangkok, Thailand. Have you ever been to Bangkok, Thailand? No, I've. I did spend one night there. Anyway, <laughs> hold on. And it made it made this hard man crumble. It was. It's a very busy town. Um, in Bangkok, Thailand, at the airport, a Taiwanese man was arrested because they noticed a bulge in his trousers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I've I've been taken in. I've been taken in multiple multiple times on that count. Yeah, and um, and the, they found they found that while the X ray did not go off. Mm-hmm. His bulge was active. Right. And when they brought him to a special place, a special private area. The bulge inspection place. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to say it. I don't want right. to be vulgar. It's behind the chilies too at every airport. <laughs> he was wearing designer boxer shorts and stuffed into his designer boxer shorts were two Asian small clawed otters. And a prairie dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's well, good? You, they were small clawed otters. That's what I was those, thinking. If you, you get wouldn't... those thick clawed otters, they'll really do do a number on your junk. 
Especially, I know, to to say nothing of your designer boxer shorts. Sure, yeah. <laughs> this guy's not wearing BVDs. If you if you get otters in there, just make sure you don't give them a tool because they'll smash your they'll <laughs> smash your business like it was a clam. Yeah. They can use tools. That's my words. Otters can use tools, whether in there or not. Do you know what I imagined uh, his designer boxer shorts were? Uh, no. What did you imagine? Joe Boxer. <laughs> oh, my, Joe favorite, boxer brand. my favorite boxer designer. <laughs> Most beloved novelty boxer short of 1996. Mm-hmm. That's the only designer boxer short I know. Anyway, this guy was trying to get to Taipei. I feel like at like after I turned 13, I would always get for a birthday a pair of silk boxer shorts. Oh, which yeah. I always hated. I whenever I am wearing whenever I tried to wear them I just felt like scum. Yeah, silk boxer shorts are Disgusting. a cruel trick. Silk is beautiful and I like to run my hand across it. Sure, and it, but I don't it want might. to put them on me and then put pants over them. Jordan, let me say this. I'll say this. I you want to run your hand across silk? I'd love to rub my genitals on it. In ordinary circumstances. <laughs> right. In ordinary circumstances. Hi, Jesse Thorne from National Public Radio here to say, in ordinary circumstances, that sounds great. But what you find is silk boxer shorts don't rub on your genitals. They travel into your body. Sure. They shoot up into your nooks and crannies. Right. And silk, begin to silk chafe. Love, silk loves a cranny. Immediately. He stuffed them into three separate stockings. Okay. Which he then taped to his underwear. For do, Now, are these animals like valuable, valuable on some sort of black market? Are Holy these shit, animals... there's, a, there's video of it. I didn't even... They really were in stockings. So there's, there's the whole process has been videoed, the taking out, the removing of the otters and the other thing. Holy moly! I'll tell you what is upsetting. If they make a new, if Ridley Scott ever makes a new Alien movie, mm-hmm. the bad guy should be otters in black stockings because <laughs> this is really upsetting wow. looking. Yeah, just teach teach these things to lay eggs in your chest, and you got a movie there. Yeah. Anyway, I don't usually just read something I read in the newspaper. I just those little otters with their little claws, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so yeah, now a penguin in the pants is a fault is a false story. Yeah. But, but the truth a, is a stocking otter. But it's yes, but the truth <laughs> that's stocking otters only here on the show. No pants penguins, only yeah. stocking otters. Exactly. Should now we introduce our guest on the program? Oh, I would love Jordan? to. This is exciting. What a thrill it is to have this guest on the program. Uh, She is an accomplished writer, actor, and director. She is the, I hope I'm getting this right, co-writer, director, and star of the new Audible original podcast called Slayers, a Buffyverse Story, Amber Benson. Hi, Amber. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Did I get those credits right? Um, I, I co-directed it and okay. uh, co-wrote it, and I'm in it. I'm not. I'm not a star. I'm just like one of the. There, there are many others bigger than me. I'm just in there saying things sometimes, um, but mostly I'm thinking now about um, <clears throat> silk and the the places it goes and the yeah, things well, that hide. Oh, oh the places the, it the goes. Silk stocks, stockings. Um, <laughs> Doctor Seuss said it best. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh the whole way through that because you guys are so like chill about it all. And then you're like, oh, my God, there's video. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was video. It was horrifying. (laughs) I just wanted to see the little animals. Instead, they're like. He didn't want to see them emerge from something. (laughs) They're like monster pupae. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Um, I actually had an airport-related thing that I wanted to discuss with Amber, if you don't mind. (laughs) Um, So I... uh, 
you were one of the co-writers of Slayers. Uh, you also <laughs> write uh, terrific novels, one of which I uh, I cracked this weekend. Uh, it's called The Witches of Echo Park. It's been fantastic so far. I'm loving it. I'm hooked. Um, uh, there is a scene early on in the book that I think is the best example I've seen in literature of what it feels like to be hung over on an airplane. <laughs> There's this, there's, Been there, done that. There's an oh. early scene where a character has to like respond to a family emergency by getting on a plane when she's too hungover, and it it just nails it so fucking hard. I oh, wanted I have, is this something you've experienced firsthand, or did you just you know use your imagination to go there? Well, I'm I'm a cheap drunk, so it takes about two of any liquor item right. to two liquors. to get me totally <laughs> shit faced. Two liquors, two liquors. <laughs> not two waters but two liquors um <laughs> and uh so i have i have flown a little inebriated and the the i i did not have the the, the stress of a family emergency but i definitely had the stress of trying to appear normal when one is not normal right yeah. <laughs> on a plane it, so yes <laughs> it, it's just all the all the things that suck about flying are just like dialed up to 11 Oof. when you're a little hungover i had a um uh, longtime listeners will know I worked for a long time for a uh, an action sports television network that's not around anymore called Fuel TV. Um, I think yes. it's still on in Portugal and on the TV <laughs> in Islands restaurants. I think these are yeah. the places you can still see Fuel TV. Uh, they just have but, extra play VHS tapes of it that they run on repeat. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but that was a very hard Is drinking this a time. John McCain for president commercial <laughs> says a customer at Islands. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, they just taped the commercials. Yep. <laughs> Um, as before the my pillow guy was evil, he was just someone yeah. pillows. Um, this was a very hard drinking time in my life. Um, and this for this job, we would like we would fly a lot. There was a lot of like we would do a lot of remote segments and things like that. So I was drinking very hard, but the network was very cheap. So we only had six a.m. flights. We flew oh. exclusively on six a.m. flights, and I would like oftentimes go like still drunk not having gone to sleep having to fly from like Orlando to LA and it is uh some of the some of the most unpleasant times of my life were on those planes I can see sorry fuel putting you on a flight from Orlando to Los Angeles and it's a southwest flight yeah (laughs) yeah always a middle seat I don't think I ever sat anywhere other than a middle seat you're like southwest flies to Calgary (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're going to Vegas through Calgary. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're going to have like a seven-hour layover, but you're not changing planes. Right. <laughs> it costs us $39. <laughs> you will have to sit on the tarmac. One time I missed a flight, and uh, I was so upset that I missed it. I think it's the only time I've ever missed a flight, mm. that I-, I went to wait for the next flight, the JetBlue flight. And I was sitting there, and I felt physically awful i'm so tired and i have to fly to boston before i can get home to los angeles and they made that announcement over the loudspeaker like if you'd like to upgrade an upgrade is available for four hundred dollars or something i texted my wife i said should i just upgrade to <laughs> tell the kids there's no christmas this year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's daddy, like, daddy wants to splay out <laughs> and she's like go for it and so i rode Aww. on i rode on jet blue mint class and it was nice because I could sleep in the, you know, they had a bed. But the first thing they did was bring me a champagne. Oh. And I don't drink, but I was sort of like, I don't know. I spent the $400. Mm-hmm. Like, I should just drink the champagne, me, <laughs> right? Like, what a waste it would be for me to send them away. And no, no, water, please. Thank you. <laughs> bring, me, bring me your finest. Your finest Dasani. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the same thought process when they brought the Molly around too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to tell them I was already rolling when I got on board. <laughs> you wanted to get crossfaded. Um, yeah. Did you actually fl- when they brought me the champagne, the first thing I asked for was Vicks Vapo Rub, which <laughs> yeah, should sure. have tipped them off. Mm-hmm. Did you ever fly Virgin America? And it had like the retro like disco party lights. Yes. And like the the like 
concerts and all kinds of banana stuff. That's what I was. I don't know why. I know you were on JetBlue, but I was picturing you like mm. flat out on a bed. But there was like a <laughs> disco party happening around you, and a, like a, a weird mist coming out of the <laughs> yeah, coming totally. out of the overhead compartment. Where did that mist come from? <laughs> I gotta say, Jordan, you're you're still on TV in Islands Restaurants. Somewhere in a salvage yard where there's a Virgin America airplane, mm-hmm. my, f- my, uh, uh, what was that network that I had a TV show on called? Oh, right. Cur- current? <laughs> current, yeah. <laughs> I could only could think it was Indie TV, which is what it was originally called. My current TV pilot just ran on Virgin America airplanes and nowhere else for like five <laughs> nice. years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amber, we when we met, we talked a little bit about your like con attendance. You're an attender of cons. Have you become a, sure. like a super frequent flyer because of like being a being a con attender? Um, the 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 thing is, it's never like the same airline. So I have miles on like fifty different airlines. I know there's not fifty different airlines. I know that's hyperbole, and I apologize for my my, my hyperbolic. <laughs> Thank you, behavior. Amber. That was almost um, a penguin in the pants. <laughs> but I, I have airlines. like there will be no figurative language on our program. <laughs> <laughs> Only literal language. <laughs> no I do similes either. <laughs> I do that with my my partner, my boyfriend. Um, uh, I'm always like 150 percent. He's like. Yeah, there there is no 150. percent You're a liar. <laughs> you're, you're full of shit. Not true. Not 150. Um, but I have points from from like a thousand points from like all the different airlines. Right. So I basically can do you know maybe one minute of free Wi-Fi on every airline. That's can all you? I, that's all I, I, I think you just got to start bullying these cons. Pick an airline and start bullying. That's my recommendation to you, Amber. What what uh, what airline should do you guys have a suggestion? <laughs> I mean, my first thought is Aeroflot. <laughs> <laughs> you have have a preferred Aer Lingus sounds the dirtiest. <laughs> yeah, Aer Lingus is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, that's really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just Delta or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Delta's nice. Yeah, I did. I did have like some some Virgin America miles that 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 oh. and then they went away so that yeah. they don't exist anymore <laughs> that that light mist and disco music is so fucking annoying when you're hungover from yes. <laughs> drinking the night before on fuel tv <laughs> you're like i'm not at the rave anymore no <laughs> i just want to go home yeah they really did play the worst version of the music in the lobby of a boutique hotel <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I could. I'm like I could taste. I could taste the cucumber water when that music came on. <laughs> it, I I know the place where you're sitting, travel wise, though, Amber, because I don't travel enough to be a real frequent flyer, but I travel too much to uh, to just. I mean, I'm also six four, but like I, I also oh. travel too much to just like sit and coach and suffer. Uh, yeah. And there's no. There's no way out of that conundrum anymore. It used to no. be you would fly on JetBlue, but uh, and and Virgin America. Those were the ones where it was a little bit better, and so you could just sit and coach, and it wouldn't be that awful. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really tough. Like I know that my uh, friend John, Hodge, my friend and colleague John Hodgman, mm-hmm. he wrote an entire book called <laughs> Medallion Status, and it was basically about the fact that. After he stopped being in commercials for Apple computers uh, and thus stopped being flown cross-country twice a month uh, in first class on the airline of his choosing, he like plummeted from his status of whatever, Ultra Diamond or whatever, to normal human and just completely lost track of who he was because all that he had really, he had built his whole emotional life around (laughs) points. And uh, then show business didn't need him anymore. Um, and like, I I can't, I, I like want so desperately to travel enough that I could get enough points to get point favors. But I don't think they even give you anything anymore. As far as I can tell, every time I try and interrogate someone with a lot of points about what they get, they don't seem to get anything. 
Yeah, just like slightly newer movies on the yeah. <laughs> on the on the headrest screen. Yeah, movies that have been that have been in theaters eight weeks rather than movies that have been in theaters twelve weeks. Right. Like here's a here's a little code. Plug that in, you get Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> yeah. Don't show anyone else though. Don't let them know that you have it. <laughs> That's why you got to get credit card points. Oh yeah, yeah credit card points. If you get enough that. of those, you can get some airline points. Okay. Then what Great. do those get you? <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Right. <laughs> Still paying what? off my credit card debt. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, uh, email J. Keith Van Stratton of yeah. uh, thepointsguy.com. Mm. Yeah, you got it. A- Amber, what's the furthest you've gone for a con? I, that was not what I thought you were going to ask me. <laughs> I was like, are we hey, back in middle school? What credit card do you use? How far have you gone? Yeah. First, second, third. Uh-huh. <laughs> Home run. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse and I are both saving ourselves for marriage. Amber. But we do want to know what it's like to expect. What, we want to know what to expect on our wedding nights. You said Amber, you had a boyfriend. second and third? <laughs> we don't really know. <laughs> Is first kissing? No. Yeah, <laughs> and how can you get pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Can I get pregnant for telling from telling someone I like them? Amber, am I pregnant? <laughs> You're pregnant. You're okay. pregnant with airline miles that get you nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the question um, was, what's the furthest you've gone for a con? Have you gone to a continental con? I I I, I have. I'm uh, honestly the furthest I've gone is Australia. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I've been, what are I've Australian, been down under. What are Australian <laughs> nerds like? <laughs> lovely. Lovely. And their accent is so fantastic that, you know. It's a really good accent. Yeah, it's just, it's very enjoyable. And they're so happy that you're there because it's so far away. They're mm-hmm. like, thank you. Thank you. And then when you go to Perth, which like, is I've met Paul furthest. Hogan 10 times and he's great, <laughs> but I'm tired of meeting Paul Hogan. <laughs> I'm married to Yahoo Serious. <laughs> and he's great? <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot all about Yahoo Serious, Young Einstein. Ah. Oh. Young Einstein himself. Oh, you feel Yeah, we were really we were really we were really into Australian shit for a while over here, weren't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was mostly into Dipsy Doo. What's that? That's what a playground slide is called there, Amber. Oh, a dipsy do. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't. I somehow I didn't make it to the playground or any playgrounds while I was I was there. But, but uh, that's I the did, first thing uh, Jesse yeah. does when he gets off the plane. Just goes <laughs> right to the just pushes right to the pushes down a five year old goes down the slide. <laughs> uh, Amber, is there a sneaky great like? con that maybe you wouldn't expect like um obviously you know like san diego has the giant comic con and there's like emerald city and stuff but have you been to like a oh yeah sneakier one that's actually kind of great i had an amazing time at one called clexicon in las vegas that is um very much around the 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 queer experience and fandom and it was awesome i had the best time um yeah it was like I was there from Buffy and then there was like a lot of Winona Earp um, women and just a whole bunch of like queer centric shows uh, and actors from queer centric, you know, shows and and queer centric characters. And it was just absolutely lovely. It was such a great, great time. Highly recommend it. I went to a I don't know if they still do this in L.A. anymore, but there was a a, uh, queer centric Comic Con here called BentCon. Uh, and I went there to yes. do a bit one year with a UCB show that I had done stuff for. And there's a photo of me getting uh, getting spanked by a gender-bending <laughs> cat woman. Yes. And it is the best picture of me. There's no better <laughs> photo of me. I kind of want to use it for stuff. like Because it's I look great oh, yeah. in it, as does Catwoman. Catwoman looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anything, I should maybe not use it just because Catwoman looks so good. But... <laughs> Um, I look about the, I look at this picture and I'm like, how can I, how can I steal this, whatever magic I have here for other photos? <laughs> you should use that as like, like a Christmas or a holiday or Hanukkah. Oh yeah. Kwanzaa, <laughs> Dua, like the whole, the whole, like every, every holiday, like you should do Passover. You could do, um, you could Arbor do Easter. Day. Right. This is just your card. I, I'm like, I, I also should be clear from the card. 
Catwoman and I are not together. Catwoman will not return my calls. <laughs> you can just draw little like jingle bells for Christmas oh, yeah. on, on Catwoman. Oh, yeah, sure. Jordan, That's I have easy. to tell you something. Hmm. <laughs> I'm pregnant by Catwoman. <gasps> no! It's <laughs> yeah. true. So that's how it happens. Yeah, my baby is going to be one quarter cat. <laughs> I that's don't know base. how much cat cat. Yeah, that's fourth is. base. <laughs> yeah, having a animal human hybrid child is fourth base. It's right to the litter box, you know. Right to the litter box, uh, because it was this con was in Vegas. Was it like especially like hard drinking and crazy, or was it still kind of like nerdy pleasantness? Nerdy pleasantness. Um, it was, it was not, it, it was a lot of women and, and female identifying, um, people and non-binary peoples. And, and it was just very pleasant and lovely. And there was some drinking, but it was not like, sometimes you go to those things and it's like four in the morning and it's like everybody from the con is still at the bar, like still going. Uh, this was not that. This was very pleasant and nice. And yeah, everybody got got to bed at a reasonable hour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Amber, I'm going to presume from the cast of Slayers that (laughs) the people from the extended Buffy verse who go out to a con are all friendly. I'm going to presume it's like it's a collegial situation like uh, our friend Daniel Koenig always said her her dad, Walter Koenig. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was friends with all the other Star Treks, except for Shatner. But all the all the Star Trek, Why? all the Star Treks people were buddies, and they just they just liked each other, and they were glad to be in this weird boat together forever. So I'm going to presume that's the case for yes. the extended Buffyverse community. However, what I want to know is who is your non-Buffy con pal? Like, uh, are are you question. friends with someone from Supernatural? Do you always make time for a cast member of Dark Shadows? <laughs> I don't know um, if there are any Dark Shadows. There must be, right? Um, I, 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 I do uh, adore uh, I, uh, an actress who I, I worked with on a like a like a Lifetime holiday movie many many moons ago. But she's also in this sort of like sci-fi world. She was on. Um, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on. Uh, it was the other one Benson. after. Um, oh Is my it gosh, Benson? the sitcom Benson. Yes, it's it's Robert Guillaume. He's my favorite. Um, yeah, he identifies uh, Robert Guillaume. Great Sailor man. Moon cosplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, uh, my my friend Magda Apanovich. She was on um, one of the other after. Not Babylon Five, the the one that was really popular. Oh my god, I'm I'm old and tired. Is what has happened to me, <laughs> and I you, can't remember. It's it was very ba- Battlestar. It was the other Battle one from Star Battlestar, Galactica. but it was the second one, the one that came after Battle. It was like the Caprica. offshoot. Ca- yeah, she was on Caprica. Thank you. Oh my yeah. gosh. Run by uh, you and Jesse just Buffy won ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yep, yep. Run by Jane. Yeah. Uh, so Magda, I always am, am happy to see Magda. She's like my my buddy. She was like seventeen when I first met her, and now she's like you know an adult human. Uh, so because we're we're all old now. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Really fast. Um, I'm full. Although of life. I did I did in Australia I did have a really fun time with like. A couple of the guys from uh, the Love Boat and um, what was this? This is other a pretty. Show? This is a pretty big tent con. There, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was a very democratic. Yeah, the one operation. in Australia was like it was amazing. I was like on on buses being shepherd. Okay, so we were in a place called Penrith, and Penrith, mm-hmm. the like the sort of the the saying about Penrith is they're outside of Sydney, and it says Penrith, we're here. <laughs> that's that's what the pin that they gave us said and i was Gotta like love the modesty on that we're here um and it was Penrith, lovely but a place yeah we, so what, got, are, what are we if not a place a location you got some you got some buffies you got some Battlestar galacticas Star you got the Trek, love boat you have love senator boats. joe lieberman i mean it was pretty it was pretty the amazing. dell guy the dude you're getting the dell guy is there <laughs> yeah i have to say um, i love the older like the, the old like the older dudes from 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 kitschy and sci-fi yeah. shows are the best. They're just like they're over it. They don't know why they're there. 
(laughs) (laughs) And they're just a a little inappropriate and funny. And I just, I just enjoy. Someone threw them into a town car and drove Uh them there. (laughs) Uh, I would love to double back to the fact that you were in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Um, let's see. I think it was Lifetime. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was like, but I write, that's my other job is I write like Hallmark and Lifetime, uh, true crime and one Christmas movie. No way. They, they kicked me off the Christmas movie. They're like, you're you're too too much, there's too much, too much murder in this. (laughs) They're like, you've, you've, you know, usually the Jews are the ones that write them so well, but you're so, you've, you've gone beyond. You can't, yeah, you're, you're not good enough to do. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I do for for that's that's I live in the house that that built. Hmm. Yeah, that rules. <laughs> um, what, do you, I what I've heard about those is like, uh, oftentimes they are just like shot in Toronto in April, and everyone has to wear a giant jacket, but it's like yes. ninety degrees out. Was that your experience? Yes. Yeah. As an actor and as a as a writer, having written these things, I feel pity for the actors that are forced to like, like, yes, it's it's summertime. You're in a tank top and it's negative 10 out. Oh, you will have to drink an entire pint of hot chocolate in every take. (laughs) Everyone has to be drinking hot chocolate or talking about it at all times. Oh, it's that the Christmas thing is is legit intense. Like it's it is it is really like there are rules about Christmas. And how it's portrayed and how much Christmas you have to have. And I did not have enough Christmas in my Christmas one. <laughs> what, um, what are the what are the standards? Oh, it's like like there are like you have to have a certain amount of like um, there have to be uh, music like Christmas songs and a certain amount of, of what's happening. Um, people have to be singing along. There has to be like christmas like activities and you have to have a certain number of them and they have to happen at certain points a sex Um, scene with santa there has to be a sex (laughs) scene with santa yeah yeah i missed out on the scene with santa um this the one i has to show shaft but it can't be too messy (laughs) (laughs) he's like getting out of the shower (laughs) yeah (laughs) well they did have their first sex scene in a in a lifetime christmas movie recently and apparently had they so it only it's only happened now it's only happened now. Oh my god! Yeah, um, sex and Christmas. But it wasn't it, Santa, was it? It was an elf or something. <laughs> it was probably a cowboy. I think. Got to yeah. be a cowboy. And Mrs. Christmas Claus. cowboy. Yeah, Chris, you know, do it with the boots on. called Christmas with the cucks. <laughs> <laughs> I I so I watched a Christmas movie the other day. I watched Dashing Through the Snow, which is a Disney Plus Christmas movie that stars Ludacris and Lil Rel. Oh, that's fun. Um, the reason I watched it is because Lil, Lil Rel came on Bullseye, my NPR show, and he was, he's, the movie is very pleasant. I really, I was very glad to have watched it. How are the um, sex scenes? Uh, <laughs> really hot. Yeah. I mean, you should, you really got to see what some of these elves are working with, Jordan. <laughs> I'm just going to open this at another window here and watch while, yeah. we, while we talk. And I, you, Amber, mentioning, mentioning the quandary of not being Christmas enough, but also being Jewish, uh, <laughs> reminded me that I had noticed as I was watching the credits that the screenwriter of that movie was a guy named Scott Rosenberg. And I thought, well, that guy must be Jewish, right? And I, I Googled his name. And while he is Jewish, that was <laughs> by far not the most interesting part of his Wikipedia page as a guy who wrote a movie like relative to him having written this Lil Rel ludicrous movie. Uh, his top other credit, I would say, is Con Air. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, he also wrote Venom. Uh, oh, wow. He, he wrote High Fidelity. Oh, my gosh. The, like, this what guy... is the theme of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Kangaroo Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I would, I mean, I would, I mean, we were joking around, but having seen, you know, a couple of these movies, Con Air and Venom, it's finding <laughs> horniness in unusual places. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. It just sneaks up on you, like, oh, in this movie, <laughs> in this movie, <laughs> Tom Hardy por- and Venom are horny for each other. That's the. <laughs> Is there sex in the Christmas movie? There's no sex in the Christmas movie. Uh, there's no, I mean, it's like, 
just think about how many movies he had to work on to get the credits. Like these are only the ones that he was credited in. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. for yeah, a for guy sure. that's written on that variety of different right. movies, you know that every three months he's writing on some crazy ass fucking movie. That he sure. He's also like on. punched up spotlight and American pie three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, Amber of the, of the like Christmas <laughs> stuff. What do you have? Like, is there stuff that you like the most? Is it like hot chocolate carols, nog, or can you kind of take or leave any of it? Um, well, For, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, Amber, I'm a, start with this. Do you celebrate Christmas? Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mutt Jew girl from Birmingham, Alabama. My mom is, is like, ra- was raised Southern Baptist. My dad is the Jew from out here. And so they decided to go back to the South where my mom was from to raise their children. Uh, so we were, we were the only Jewish kids going to temple who celebrated Christmas as well as Hanukkah. <laughs> And uh, I was telling my 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 boyfriend has a, a nine year old who is just the best. This kid is just awesome. I call her the small one, who's getting taller than me now. Um, but I was explaining to her like this is the bizarreness like between the Hanukkah and then the Christmas and my born again Christian grandparents coming for Christmas and my grandmother ordering a um, <laughs> ordering an ice cream cake from our neighbor who was Jewish, uh, and it's showing up. He had a Baskin Robbins and it showed up and it said, happy birthday, Janie. And my grandmother was incensed because it was supposed to say, happy birthday, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Praise Janie. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's how messed up holidays are in my brain. I have, I'm so confused (laughs) as to what I am. Um, Um, (laughs) I mean, an ice cream cake is one of the only cakes that isn't risen. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) It's true. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's true. He is mint chip. <laughs> you, guys wanna, the, you guys want to you guys want to take a break and say a quick prayer to Janie and then come back for a little bit more? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. Every episode of Jordan, Jesse, go brought to you by the members of Maximum Fun. Join Maximum Fun. This is re- that's really how Jordan, Jesse, go exists. It's because of the members of Maximum Fun. If you join Max Fun and you listen to Jordan, Jesse, go, your money passes to the production of this program, and we're very grateful to you. We're also supported this week by the folks from Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Yes. It, Jesse, it's the holiday season. We're, we're, we're hustling and bustling around. What do you say you're doing? What are you doing more of, hustling or bustling? I mean, I'm caught up in the rat race, so. Poof, yeah. Poof, that's, that's, a whole other, that's a whole other deal. Listen, rats are racing. Hustlers are hustling. Bustlers are bustling. We, when, when are you going to find time to eat during all this? I don't know. I mean, I look, Jordan, you know I love to cook, but I also sometimes am not there to cook. I'm at my house. I got, I'm going from one thing to the next thing, but I still want to eat like a real meal. And that's where Factor comes in because Factor has fresh, never frozen meals that come straight to your door and you can have something nice. You can have something nice to eat that's like actually prepared by chefs, real food that's like ready to go. You got it. You got yourself a tasty, flavorful protein. You get nice veggies in there. Uh, they got all kinds of they got all kinds of meals there to suit your preferences. Calorie smart, vegan, and veggie protein plus, and more wholesome options. And uh, not just for dinner. You can uh, you can get meals for any time of day. They've got 55-plus add-ons to suit your preferences and tastes. Quick breakfast items, lunch-to-go, grab-and-go snacks, ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Factor has tons of good stuff. I know that I've shared this before, but there is like a particular use case in my life where Factor came in so clutch, which is I'm sitting here at my house. I'm preparing for an interview for Bullseye, and i I realize that my interview for Bullseye, I'm going to have to drive to the office 
in 17 minutes, but I haven't eaten lunch yet. And I have to eat lunch before I go try and use my brain for work. And I think, oh no, am I just going to have to eat like a handful of potato chips for lunch? And then I remember... No, I got real food sitting in my refrigerator. All I got to do is warm it up. Head to factormeals.com slash JJGo50 and use code JJGo50 to get 50% off. That's code JJGo50 at factormeals.com slash JJGo50 to get 50% off. We're also supported this week by the folks at Podia. Jordan, you've been thinking about starting a, a new business, right? I, I, I need money. Well, help. <laughs> but I, I want it. I want to get it. How do I get it, Jesse? Do I got to start? I, what do I do? I want to start a business, but I, I don't know what to do. I need something. Help. First of all, you need a premise. I suggest selling rock tumblers. Ooh, make your rocks all shiny. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to steal that. So let's say you got your rock tumbler okay. business. We'll call it Jordan Rocks. Rocky three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rocky three. <laughs> but you need to build out all the online elements. I not just a website that says, oh, Rocky Three sells all the hottest rock tumblers mm-hmm. and not any Sylvester Stallone movies. Uh, but also um, uh, email marketing, also selling stuff. And also, Jordan, I happen to know, a lot of people don't know this, but I happen to know that as a thought leader in the rock tumbling space, Mm. you've recorded some online courses. That's true. About rock tumbling. How do I get those courses out there? Well, Podia has it all. Podia does all of those things together with no tech expert required. You want to sell digital downloads. You want to do email marketing. You want to do online community building. You want to sell online courses, you want to host websites, all those things can be done in one place with Podia. Everything is in one place with one login. You don't have to figure out how to use or connect a bunch of tools. It all just works, and it all just works together. Podia also starts at the best price, (gasps) free! You can start a community, build a full website, make your products, and start your email marketing all for free when you sign up at podia.com slash JJ Go. Jordan, you've been shouting out bookstores where people are pre-ordering your upcoming book, Youth Group. Yes, I sure am. It's very fun to do. Always love to get a little message from a JJ Go listener uh, shouting out their favorite indie bookstore where they pre-ordered Youth Group. Always a joy to get these messages. I love them. A great listener got in touch and told me that they pre-ordered Youth Group at Fables Books in Goshen, Indiana, or Goshen, Indiana. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Both fun. Both Goshen and Goshen are fun to say. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, 100%. But yeah, fablesbooks.com is the place uh, that this person ordered it, and uh, you can get it too. A lot of these places will ship, so if for some reason you don't have an indie bookstore you love, uh, one of these that we're shouting out, uh, they're a great place to order it. And But, you know, you can grab it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookshop.org, places like that. And, hey, our uh, super producer, Matt Lieb, has been uh, dropping these links in the descriptions. So uh, for some reason, you couldn't get to a pen and paper. Just check the description of this episode, and you'll find yourself a nice little pre-order link for Youth Group, the upcoming YA horror comedy graphic novel from me and Bowen McGurdy. Coming next year. Pre-order now. Jordan, I just got a text message from my wife. I found out what my daughter wants for Christmas. Ooh, what is it? A pre-order uh, confirmation for youth group? No, she's not interested in that. That's but okay. I get it. She apparently a, just kind of told my concept. wife, okay, I've got what I want for Christmas, the deed to a cattle ranch. <laughs> I don't know what the context is there, but... Just the deed, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Well, I mean, she would t- thus take possession of the ranch, I think, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. Maybe she just, uh, you know, likes things that have been notarized. Okay. Well, fair enough. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Amber Benson, a smorgasbord lover. 
During production of the film Domestic Disturbance in April 2001, Scott Rosenberg was arrested along with actor Vince Vaughn after a brawl in Wilmington, North Carolina. The scuffle broke out at the Firebelly Lounge, where actor Steve Buscemi had been stabbed in the face, throat, and arm. There is a... There is a penguin in your pants. Penguin, yeah, this is a penguin in the pants. Or this is an eight-part podcast from the makers of Serial. Unpacking yeah. that paragraph from Wikipedia. It just starts with him selling uh, this episode of Tales from the Crypt that he wrote. Hmm. And then the great mystery is, um, you know, the story is the story of that stabbing. And the mystery is, uh, how did he write all these Jumanji movies? <laughs> Wild. Get picked for. It's got a, you've got an uncredited uncredited work on Spider Man. Oh, wow! Regular Spider Man. Anyway, do you think he was fighting against Vince Vaughn or with Vince Vaughn? <laughs> I mean, if I was on working on set with Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. knowing what I do about Vince Vaughn, which is only second and third hand. 50-50 if I'm on his side or fighting against mm-hmm. him in a bar fight. It really could go either way. Right. Like, I could see, I could absolutely see somehow I'm fighting Vince Vaughn. I could absolutely <laughs> see somehow I'm on Vince Vaughn's <laughs> side in a fight. You guys are like back to back, picking yeah. each other up, doing moves. <clears throat> like, I'm not a fighter, but mm-hmm. either of those seems vivid in my mind's eye. Now, Steve. Owen Wilson, of course I'm fighting on <laughs> Owen Wilson's team. There's no way I'm getting in a fight with Owen Wilson. No, uh-uh. <laughs> That's sweetheart. He co-wrote Rushmore. That's all Did I got Steve Buscemi really get stabbed in the face? I guess so. Dang. Yeah, Buscemi Vaughn attacked in bar brawl. Dang. Holy moly. He still looks great, though, you know? He does. You, you would never know he was stabbed in the face. <laughs> no, you would not. They were on location shooting John Travolta's new film, Domestic Disturbance. Travolta huh. was reportedly not there when the fight broke out. <laughs> he came oh, later. How, con- how convenient. <laughs> <laughs> he got hustled how... right out of that bar. Mm-hmm. He came careening into the room. <laughs> I heard there's a fight. Let's go. It's me, John Travolta. Can we make it a dance off? Oh, that's, that's your suggestion for everything, Travolta. <laughs> We've done 10 dance-offs. You said that about the presidential election, John. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of speaking of penguins in the pants and uh, otters in the pockets, right? Otters in the pouch? What are we calling it? The stockings. Uh, otters, otters in the, in the stockings. stockings. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. Um, we have some momentous occasions. People called us up. They called us at 206-984-4FUN and left us some phone calls, and I think Matt is going to play one of those phone calls. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and I'll guess uh, legendary Romanian master of the pan flute, George Zamfir. Close. Got to be him. I got a momentous occasion for you guys. I'm standing in front of a George Washington statue here in Charleston, South Carolina, and this uh, tourist guy turns to his daughter, and he says something like, isn't that what Emily has in her backyard, Emily seems to be the neighbor. Doesn't she have a statue like this? It looks just like it. They discuss for a bit to clear up the confusion. And as they're walking away, I hear the guy say, it's Kaiser Wilhelm? What's their thing with Kaiser Wilhelm? Keep up the good work, y'all. Thank you (laughs) for calling. (laughs) And then they stabbed Steve Buscemi? (laughs) Is this just a guy and his daughter walking around on bath salts? (laughs) Just thinking about the king of Prussia? (laughs) What in the world? Can I tell you something? Yes. I wanted to make sure that I knew who Kaiser Wilhelm was. (laughs) I got worried. But he was the guy I thought. But I had never looked at a picture of Kaiser Wilhelm. This guy's facial hair is bananas. Oh yeah, I mean anyone anyone that has Kaiser and Wilhelm in their name <laughs> probably does have <laughs> crazy <clears throat> facial hair. What are we talking? I can't. I'm, I'm not looking he at that. He has a wide stash, mm-hmm. like a full width stash, but the full end width just goes straight up. Mm. So it's like a 
like a you know a movie villain waxed mustache only it's a full it's as though the mustache stopped at the edge of the mouth and then made a turn and then just went straight <laughs> up into the air absolutely nuts beautiful no wonder this guy started world war one <laughs> holy cow and look at this fucking skull hat he's got on yeah how Man, what do you uh, how, how could one confuse that with george washington i wonder I don't know. I mean, did George Washington? I'm sharing a picture from Encyclopedia Britannica. Ooh, did George <laughs> Washington ever choice. wear? A, Thank you. Did he ever wear a oh. giant fur hat with a skull and crossbones on it? Because <laughs> that could lead to the confusion. Yeah, maybe he would have gotten some shit done if he did. Yeah, I what's, said it. George Washington. What's the didn't round do thing shit. at the top? That it looks like a some it. It looks like a cross between one of those mirrors that a doctor wears on their forehead yes. in a cartoon and, frankly, a symbolic ladies' intimate part. Yeah. I was or gonna... possibly a sea urchin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, there, there's, yeah, it, uh, this is a little bit Freudian, but yes, that does look like a uh, vagina hat to me. So, so, so he's trying to show his love of gynecology. Is that what the, the hat really? <laughs> right. Yes. Georgia O'Keeffe designed his hat. And then on the side of Wilhelm's hat here is a boom of some kind that looks like <laughs> if you took one of those, you know, that kind of microphone that a sportscaster wears where it's mm -hmm. coming from his earphone and it goes down in front of his. It looks like if you made that out of a fish. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just looking well. at this picture, I want to start World War. I want to start another World War 1. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that could be a I'm lever. In the mood. That's yeah. like a lever and it's going to raise the the the, the vaginal <laughs> thing up and down. <laughs> it's a vaginal crank, yes. <laughs> That's what we call fifth base. <laughs> when you work the vaginal crank. <laughs> Don't forget to crank the vag. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh man <laughs> history is such a a, a, a multi-layered ice cream cake isn't it while the encyclopedia britannica is still around at least in website form you, you haven't bought any encyclopedias <laughs> lately jordan no you know we had we had a nice set of encyclopedias it was kind of the family pride and joy <laughs> um, rich kid shit jordan mm-hmm um, do you guys not have encyclopedias? We had no, world, I, books. Oh, world books. Eventually, eventually, I did get. Not to brag, but when my dad got his service-related disability certified and got some VA benefits, we did get Encarta. Ooh, nice. Um, this yeah. picture—he just has a full fucking bird on his head. Okay, I'm sharing this one. <laughs> Matthew, it's your job to share these on Facebook or something cuz in this this is a painting of him and he's wearing a pretty regular military outfit. It's gray, but he's got a little cavalry sword, you know. And he's got his stupid mustache, but then he's looking up and on his golden helmet is just a full-on bird. Just a full-size fucking bird. Yeah, is it is this a thing where And the bird has like, a little crown. Is the thing is people fear you in battle more because you look insane? Like, oh, this guy doesn't believe in anything. He's or you know, he's got a he's got birds and pussies on his hats. <laughs> I just like shared one. Him. The, this one just <laughs> truly looks like this this one is from this one is from a website. I'm just looking at the Google image search, but the title of the website is Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany fan casting. I don't know. <laughs> Got to be Timothy Chalamet. Got to be Timothy Chalamet, right? That guy's good in everything. I was going to suggest Robert Guillaume, but <laughs> I could see I could see nice set of encyclopedia coming back as like a like a hipster affect. Like, like LPs and, and yeah, Blu-rays and yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Physic physical media. Like, what if our phone? What if the grid goes down? Like, I want to be able to look up Eli what Whitney, an, the inventor of the cotton gin. Yeah, what is an atoll? What is it? Yeah, that's 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 the greatest thing to look up in an encyclopedia. What is an atoll? <laughs> what does a jellyfish eat? 
Yeah, Chat GPT doesn't know what an atoll is. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking this idea. Dude straight up wore a fucking bird on his hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a full fucking bird, flap flap. Maybe it is it is a is a way to get your enemies to underestimate you. They think you're so bananas that they're right, like, like ah. I can kill this guy pretty easily. And then they let their guard down. Holy mackerel. This is one of the most incredible Kaisers I've ever seen in my life. Kaiser Wilhelm is dramatically more incredible than Kaiser Permanente. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thought you were going to go with the role, but hey. Oh, yeah. That's sure. another good. It's a good Kaiser poll. <laughs> Jordan, what are your top three Kaisers? Well, I would have said so say, but have you seen the end of that movie? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Guy's not even real. <laughs> Sorry to spoil. Usual suspects for everybody. If something momentous happens to you. That's real. That's real. Send us a voice memo at jjgo at org, or give us a call at 206-984-4FUN and leave us a voicemail. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. If you're black, you probably love you some Paramore, huh? Or what about the TV show Golden Girls? Ginger Ale? Daytime television? Don't lie, I know you love at least one of them. I'm Sequoia Holmes, pop culturist and host of Black People Love Paramore. Contrary to the title, it is not a podcast about the band Paramore. Each episode, I, along with a special guest co-host, dissect one pop culture topic that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, but we know we like. Tune in every other Thursday to the podcast that's dedicated to helping Black people feel more seen. Black People of Paramore is now on the Maximum Fun Network. Check out the most recent episode featuring Char Jassel today. Throughout history, sirens have captured men's attention, enticed men with their feminine wiles, and fulfilled men's primal needs. The sirens allure uh, persists. They have not. Unless the primal need is I need to be smashed on the rocks. Yeah, sm- smash me. Smash me, mommy. Smash me, mama. Smash me, mommy. <laughs> the sirens alone. Why do we strand. do this to ourselves? Strand me, baby. Strand, strand me, mom. baby. So, yeah, this is my brother, my brother, and me from Maximum Fun on Mondays. It's just like that. Just like that, but more, it's just like that, but more of it. There's, there's just more of that. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Amber Benson, the Star Spangled Banner Bugler. November 17th. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't you don't have to come up with a new nickname every time. But oh, if you oh, oh. top yourself like you just did. <laughs> I couldn't remember what I said the last time. So, <laughs> But you, whatever it was, you blew it out of the water. Thank you. Thank whatever you. that last nickname was is sunk to the bottom of the atoll. <laughs> Did I use it right? I don't know. I don't have an encyclopedia in front of me because we're all glued to our little phones, getting dopamine hits from Jeff Bezos. <laughs> November 17th, 1913. Kaiser Wilhelm II of Germany bans tango. Ah. Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany forbade his officers to dance the tango while in uniform, describing the dance as. Rinsteinkind, mm. or a child of the curbstone. <laughs> That's what I always say. But tango was all the rage among the high classes in Germany. It was fashionable to throw elegant tango tea parties, but they began to incur the wrath of government and church leaders. Cardinal Amet in Paris declared that Christians should not in good conscience take part in it. Wow. I agree. You've seen these things? More erotic than a Christmas movie. I know. <laughs> More erotic than Santa getting out of the shower. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. What's the most horrifying crime that you've written a movie about, Amber? Um, I wrote one that <clears throat> was based around the Slender Man case, the two Ooh. girls that tried to kill their friend. And we ended up, I think they got a little nervous. I, I did a ton of research and wrote the thing and then they got nervous so we sort of made it inspired by and changed some of it so it wasn't just the actual story um but that stuff 
it really does m- mess with your with your your soul it's it, that's yeah do, do you have a, do you have like a happy time fun thing that you do to unwind once you've been writing about true crime all day you know the 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 true crime was my happy time fun unwind and then it became a, a career right <laughs> so so um uh, candy crush candy crush became my friend yeah. soda candy crush soda because you can do more things and I've gotten much farther in that one. Um, this is like a sequel to ads. Candy Crush. Yeah. Amber, can I pitch you something? I mean, sure. you're in show business, of course. Sure. I'm at the top of the show business heap here as a oh, I'm, podcaster I'm so and public radio personality. Up there. I'm so far up there myself. I'm like, you know, right at the shit top. <laughs> the show by the show business heap, I mean a heap of abandoned Virgin America airplanes that are still <laughs> yes. playing current TV. Yes. Um, I'm pitching you. Still see me eight times a day in various islands restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) $5 Mai Tai Tuesdays. It's a great deal. Jordan, why are you bothering Denzel Washington again? (laughs) (laughs) He's very tolerant. He's doing great. He's a great guy. Um, Amber, Slender Man Christmas? Slender Man Christmas. That, yeah. Because Santa is famously not slender. So like if slender, <laughs> so go with me on this or fr- or unlikely friends. Fr- this is uh, enemies to lovers. <laughs> oh well, Slenderman has a uh, a vague resemblance to um uh you know Nightmare Before the Christmas uh, oh Jack Christmas, Skellington Jack Skellington kind of thing. So I feel like I've already it's already been trod upon that that stuff. I feel like I I'm I'm too late, but it's a great idea. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think there's room to sell this to Shudder. Shudder's got to be putting together some Christmas Shutter, stuff, right? Shudder X Lifetime. That's the collab we all need. Everybody wants in on Christmas. My poor mother, that's all she watches now is Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. Like She's like, I can't face real life anymore. I just want to live in a world where I know that everything's going to work out. Right. It's I just like, want to okay. know that a busy lawyer can move back to her small town and yeah. fall in love with a hunky baker. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get why people are obsessed with with all of those films. World is pretty messed up. Yeah, those those, those have an have an these... A to B, and you know what's going to happen. You got all these slender men running around. Slenderman, <laughs> Slenderman. Yeah, John. No, John Slenderman. <laughs> DDS. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try and throw that in for you guys. The next thing I do, I'll, I'll be like Slenderman. Yes, such a character. <laughs> Go see my guy Slenderman. He'll get you some. <laughs> get you some nice crowns on your teeth. Well, Amber, it's been a joy. I I listened to some of Slayers, and it is a it is a vividly realized world, Amber. <laughs> My compliments I, to the co-directors. Thank you, thank you. Um, no, we had a uh, this this guy Casey Wayland and his team just did a beautiful job with all of like I mean it just sounds like a million bucks. He's it, I don't know how they they made it sound so good. It's it's truly like the all the action stuff and and all the effects. It's and it's in like Dolby Atmos, so it's like 3D for your ears, which is kind of crazy. Um, we were yeah, I was very lucky. I had a great group that I worked with. Um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, people like it and we'll get to do more of them. You know, we'll see. I sound so woohoo. Matt, <laughs> are you mixing Jordan, Jesse Goen Atmos? Am I doing what now? <laughs> are you mixing Jordan, Jesse Goen Dolby Atmos? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. It, and it also does, um, like head tracking. So if you move to left or right, your vocals move around depending (laughs) so it's like you're inside the studio yeah so no matter the goal here is no matter which way the listener moves their head they can't escate they can't get away (laughs) they can never escape it's It's dynamic it's like what if wario put Mm -hmm. in a butt plug and then people are like whoa and if you run you get louder (laughs) and it's after a while it sounds like you're yelling at them yeah (laughs) <laughs> and if you try to turn the podcast off it doxes you yeah <laughs> it t- tweets out your home address <laughs> don't turn it off now 
Anyway, the moral of this story here is why why listen to our show when you can listen to Slayers mm-hmm. uh, oh, you need and both. immerse yourself in the Buffy verse. Yes. No, you need both. You need uh, you need you guys and Slayer. We you, you need it all. It has the, to be yes, well rounded. The yin and the yang. I'll also yeah. shout out uh, the Witches of Echo Park, which I just started reading. This is your oh. novel. Uh, funny, fun, spooky. Um, I'm guys loving it so far. Are very uh, kind. Yeah, maybe would Thank make a you. great holiday gift. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. For your maiden aunt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. If this Enjoy and if it. this comes out after the holidays, holidays twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty six. Twenty twenty six. A great time to give the Witches of Echo Park <laughs> and Slayers season five on Audible. <laughs> yeah. Pre order the Witches of Echo Park out ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Amber, it's been a joy. Uh, the podcast is called Slayers. It's available on Audible. Um, it's a lot of fun. Definitely worth your time, whether or not you're a Buffy nut. We've got one Buffy nut. I don't know. I don't know shit about Buffy. My wife's a Buffy nut. We both enjoy the podcast. Aww. So there you go. Yay. Um, our theme music on Jordan Jesse Go is Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our producer is Matt Lieb. Producer Meredith, Brian, Sunny D. Fernandez. Um, we are on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com, where we, we, you can see all these. Matt, post all these pictures of Kaiser Wilhelm on Reddit, okay? We'll yeah, I'll make sure. Post those up at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. It's going to be all daddy underneath it. Daddy, Bell. daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> World War daddy. Put your bird hat in me. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh that's the end of our show, I guess. Goodbye. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.